content warning. This podcast contains coarse language and cheeky themes. So if you've got kids in the car, colleagues in the office, or a nonna in the kitchen, chuck some headphones in. Who the bloody hell are we? Conversations about immigration and culture in Australia with your hosts, Mel and Sonia. Hello, and welcome to our very first episode. This podcast is uh, aiming to learn about some real-life experiences of migration in Australia from all different places around the world. Um, I'm Sonia Diorio, and my co-host is Melissa Viola. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Sonia. Hi. Uh, We are really excited to start today. This first episode is going to be just the two of us chatting about our backgrounds and kind of our interest in this ever-growing cultural clash in Australia. Um, And then in the episodes to come, we'll be interviewing people from all around Melbourne, who have all different backgrounds, different to us, and should be really interesting. Way more interesting than us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So this is this episode isn't going to be shit. No. It's going to be us. <laughs> We're good. But then there's I mean, even better people coming up. Definitely. If you can imagine that. Better than us. <laughs> anyway. Two old girls complaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whinging, um, impersonating their mums. Yeah. And their nonnas. Basically all my content <laughs> yeah. right there. Great. Yeah. Um, so we both come from Italian backgrounds, slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is your, what's the go with your parents? How did they get here? So both of my parents were born in Melbourne uh, to Italian parents. Yes. And they moved over after the Second World War because basically there was no work and, like, the infrastructure was crazy in Italy and basically Italy had been Now taught- it's all changed <laughs> and it's perfect. <laughs> Italy is like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. 2020. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. So they were born here, but basically my mum learned English in, just before primary school, like from TV and basically yep. in primary school. Um, and I feel like I'm this really interesting mix of like my parents wanting us to be really Australian, but we have like all this guilt and traditions that have been inbred in us. Yep. So that's pretty fun. But technically speaking, from what I've read in studies, I always assumed that I was second gen because my parents being born in Australia were first gen. But mm-hmm. census-wise, they actually think that I'm third gen because they call first gen like immigrants. So, like, the people who right. moved are the first generation, which yeah. I am kind of getting my head around. I'm always confused about what, yeah, first mm. gen and second gen is. Yeah. So I, I would know. always have identified as second gen. But yeah. technically, by census standards, I'm third gen. Well, I think I could, like, be any generation because my parents were both born in Italy However, my nonno was the first one to immigrate here and he came with the mass Italian immigration in the 50s and he came here by himself and he started working. He was just living in a house with a whole bunch of other Italian men, like just trying to make their way, trying to make some money. And after I think about nine years, he said, yep, this is good. We can have a life here. So my nonna and my dad came by boat mm. over here. Took them about a month to come and meet him here. Ooh. So they then migrated here. Then um, when my dad was older, he went travelling in Italy and Europe, went back to his hometown, met my mother there, then stayed there for about three months getting to know her, and they got married and then she came over here with him as a 19-year-old. <laughs> didn't know the language, left her parents, didn't know, uh, yeah, didn't have a lot of schooling. Um, it is crazy. I always wondered, like, how she could do that. Like, it's so wild just leaving everything behind, coming to a country that you don't know, 
with a man you've met for three months. Yeah, that's the thing that really gets me. Like three months. Ugh. Yeah, three months. Like <laughs> I wouldn't want to travel with a friend after yeah. three months, let alone some guy that I've been seeing. If I was all moved to a country with that person. Yeah, well, if I met a guy and he's like three months in, oh, do you want to go to Sydney with me? I'll be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but that's Sydney but more you, than anything yeah, else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> It's wild. Mm. Then I went when I went back to Italy and like as an adult and visited her hometown. I was like, okay, right, mm. this is what she was leaving. You know, they they used they still used wells. Um, they were very like. <laughs> what year was this? When she came over, it was 1982. Wow. Then I was born in 1985. <laughs> And then her parents, my nonna and nonna, finally came over after I was born. But, um, yeah, it was crazy. Like, she got her licence before she knew how to speak English or anything because they could, yeah, do a test in Italian and stuff. Mm. And um, it's just so wild. It's, like, so wildly different to my life. Um, totally. Just that one generation across, yeah. Now, your parents, um, I feel like we've had a lot of different con- conversations about mm-hmm. um, being Italian and uh, the traditional versus the very modern lives that we leave, mm-hmm. uh, lead. You're a creative. Um, yes. You do all kinds of things. Yes. I, yeah. at the, currently, I'm wool-focused and I'm yes. crafting full-time, which would, yeah. like, kind of make my nonna happy because yes. I was like knitting and stuff but then would be so angry at what I'm actually doing with my time. Yeah, because you're not making like quilts and no. like um, blankets for your husband. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scarves for your husband. husband. That doesn't exist. Gloves yeah. for your husband. The boyfriend that I live with, you know, out yeah. of marriage, not out of marriage. What's the phrase? Wedlock? Out of wedlock. Out of yeah. wedlock. Ugh. No, devastating. The I... phrase is dirty sludge. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm currently covering things around the house, in in this case televisions that I found in Hard Rubbish. I'm crocheting chains and covering them to make them look, I don't know, even more unnecessary in our lives. amazing things. She did an installation for last year's Melbourne Fringe Festival. A little um, installation was completely wool. You even had a wool-coloured television, which was the Simpsons TV design, and that is one of the best things I've seen in my life. You're a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. I I built a fort, basically. I knitted a giant fort instead of, like, growing up and, like, getting a mortgage and, you know. Yeah. I decided to build something and then ended up in debt because of it. Yeah. (laughs) Fringe festivals. Do them, definitely. right? Woo. Um, But that is very, like, you're kind of taking a traditional Italian thing and putting a very modern spin on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, someone someone really cleverly said to me, isn't it cool that you're doing this thing which is, like, usually associated with old women yes. um, and the older people and you're complaining that you're not growing up? You know, like, you're making this art about, like, projecting adulthood but you're yeah. learning this craft yeah. that's, like, for retirement. Definitely. It's something beautiful that I did not think of and I'm not even going to pretend was smart enough for my art. Yeah. But, yeah, so... Thankfully, though, my parents are of the next gen, being born in Australia and being quite liberal themselves, Mm. and I would not think that they would think of themselves as necessarily Italian. I think they're definitely Australian first, Mm -hmm. Um, and they've raised us in that kind of thinking. And so they just laugh and they're like, oh, she'll be fine. Like, I'm not a problem, which is nice, but I don't know if the extended family necessarily feels the same way. Right. And I think they sometimes just like... 
it's it's I'm the weird one and it's kind of funny. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting because it's honestly just one generation difference between your parents being born here mm. and my parents weren't. Um, they're a bit older than yours, um, but it is a huge generational difference in the um uh, the way that they think about tradition and culture and the way that people should kind of um, lead their lives. Yeah, totally. And especially their children. So yeah. my parents are a lot more traditional in that and, and especially my nonnas. Mm. Like, yeah, if you're knitting something, you're making it for your husband. She's <laughs> like, oh, you have to learn how to do stuff around the house. Otherwise, men aren't going to want to marry you. 100%. And it's like, it's great. But I, I find that very good um, advice because I often am in situations where I want to repel men. So, like, I take on <laughs> nonnas' advice, you know. All if I'm at a bar. years of me knitting on the tram and I didn't realise that's what I was doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, if, like, a drunk guy's hassling you, you just, like, can say, I can't crochet buddy and um you know that's don't the put way a baby learn. in yeah, me yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know how to do it yeah and they are immediately disinterested so thank you <laughs> Nana but um yeah she always goes on about how um you know we should be married we should settle down um we should live closer to our families oh, yeah. um because my family lives in Gippsland um whereas I'm in Melbourne um all these kind of things and um my parents are uh, along those lines of like if you're going to like go out with someone and introduce him to the family, you're going to marry this person. Mm -hmm. My mum goes on about how uh, you shouldn't just go out with people and then break up with them and, like... It's, like, be a spinster single person or get married, whereas my Um, mum was definitely, like, don't do what we did. Yeah, (laughs) right. Go out, meet people. yeah. God, I feel like in moments of heightened craziness in the family, my mum has, like, even said things like, oh, if I had lived with him before I married him. And I'm like, holy shit. But also, like, fair. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if one of your friends did that. And I know people who do that, who, like, get married and then move in with them. It's like, yeah, they're yeah. a completely different person. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that can't work, but... Yeah, I it am. is I'm like judgmental. A... <laughs> well, my parents, you know, they knew each other for three months. Mm. Um, they got married. They've been together ever since 1982. Yeah. That was how long ago? Yeah, you do the math. <laughs> People listening. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that's it. on you. It's like People thirty <laughs> what thirty whatever years. 38 years 38 years exactly that because, is Sonia come on I was being polite and waiting for you to get there because you could have just added the date from your birthday you've at least got that I was not a child of the 80s listeners yeah. um I've got youth on my side that's a long time so I'm not saying that that it can't work but so but do you feel like your parents like if something happened and say in the future you got divorced mm. Do you think that would be, like, a huge outcry? Because I feel like my parents would be like, I'm really sorry for you, but I don't think they would be like, you got to stick together. Well, c- considering my mum is saying that we should stay with our, <laughs> you know, people who were been dating for two or three years Fair and we point. shouldn't break up with them at all, regardless of getting, it, you know, taking that next step, should probably, should probably be, yeah, pretty upset, which... which puts a lot of pressure on people and then that pressure turns into people staying in relationships Mm. that they're perhaps unhappy with. Yeah, but I feel um, like when you told me that, mm. I got the vibe that it was like, don't introduce them to me. Like, she's not ready for it. She doesn't have, like, the emotional capacity to, like, have all these people coming in and out of her life. Definitely. And it's not all these people. (laughs) It's literally, like... 
three, but like just like <laughs> different. But she's like, you can't have different long-term relationships wow. and that we meet and stuff. So um, do your, your parents are Catholic? Yes. And yes. I did 13 years of Catholic school. Yes. So like this is, you know, yeah. major bless for me. like... Catholic or, like, Catholic? Because there's, like, Catholic and then there's, like, my non They're Catholic in the way that they like to take off five or six days in April, March okay, to great. eat to celebrate the rising yeah. of Jesus, but not in any way. They don't even go to church for that. My right. parents are like, oh, you have to come up for Easter. Come up on Thursday and then leave Tuesday because we've got a holiday house. Yeah. And that's the expectation. But it's not, like, like to Christmas. Do anything so they with don't God. go to church it's on like Sundays. No, no, no. It's no. just to eat. Oh, okay. So they like it for the cultural aspect yep. of like fish on Friday, only Good Friday though, like not, not all of Lent, tragedy. Mm. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that we've got. Yeah. You so know. they are aware of <laughs> They like, they're on the broadest they like of broad it for idea. The food and the jewelry. Yeah. That's You're exactly. wearing a beautiful Oh my God. Um, yeah. No, this is. Pendant. Yeah. I'm wearing a pendant. pendant. I don't have my Madonna on. Yeah. I also feel like it's maybe, it is pretty blasphemous for me to be wearing a Madonna. <laughs> but I love it. It's just so over the top. Yeah. And yeah. Like, see, my Nonna would probably. Roll her eyes at me saying that. But she also wasn't the most Catholic woman. So oh, see, my nun is very Catholic. Yeah. I told you the story about um, she offered me a necklace of Mary McKillop. <laughs> she said, Do you want this? I said, Oh, sorry, nun, I don't think I would really wear it. And she said, Oh, when you die, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> so that's what I mean by Catholic. I mean, she's accurate. I mean, she's like, definitely not wrong. Yeah. But it was a, you described it to me as a picture, like not even it like was a some picture, weird like emblem. A phone, like, no, yeah, no, it was no, a, it was a full of, on, you can see her face. But wow. yeah, nun's got so much Catholic stuff in a house like you're always no matter where you are in a house there's less than a meter between you and a crucifix oh like yeah you should just be walking in there are you, are you smoking when that happens do you have to wear like wet clothes <laughs> as you go in there to not draw attention to yourself <laughs> Hell. but my dad's very catholic he goes to church mm. uh, basically every week wow. if he can unless it's away or something but then he tries to yeah yeah he's still what a commitment he is. Um, it's pretty full on. Um, that comes with its own. Because, you know, Roman Catholics, they're not fucking around. Yeah. It's not like Catholic light. Like, yeah, we'll celebrate Christmas. I was going to say, whatever. that is exactly what my family uses. <laughs> yeah, Catholic exactly. Light. Catholic light. We're the, we're the diet version of, we're the, yeah, New Age, we're New Coke. Diet version. We're, we're Coke Zero. <laughs> You're the Coke Zero of Catholicism, your family. Yeah. It's so accurate. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. But you guys are like Whereas, old school. Well, my father is. Yeah. My mum will mm, sometimes go to church. She's mm. Yeah, she's Catholic though. My nonna's are super, yeah, they're super into it. They, um, yeah, God is watching oh God. and judging, mostly mm. judging. <laughs> I will admit something. Yeah. The last time I went to mass was for a funeral and I went with my boy friend who's like super anglo he's very much afraid of like catholicism and always makes fun of like catholic guilt blah 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 yeah but i went to mass with him and like started saying all the prayers because obviously yeah. 13 years of school like it's like drilled into you it, and i started ingrained. saying them really loud and obnoxiously mm, mm. to like prove that i knew what i was doing until i totally messed up but we're speaking at such a high volume and then all the nonni around me just like you know glared at me yeah, so well, totally not a good person to take to church it's crazy because we went to church we grew up in catholic school so i'm pretty sure in primary school we'd ha- we go to church like every friday mm. and then in high school 
school, we'd have like monthly big school masses and stuff. And then just going to church um, outside of that, you know, just for fun. (laughs) Um, And so all the prayers and everything just like gets ingrained in your mind and it doesn't go. In the shower, Um, just suddenly being like, oh, feeling all those hymns. However, the most recent time I was in church, it was probably for a funeral or a wedding, so it might have been something like that. And one of the prayers had changed oh. and it blew my mind. Yeah. They'd like changed the phrasing. And I was like, because it's like if you're listening to like mumbo number five and the words <laughs> were different. Because, you know, church is like, it's like pop music. It's like so ingrained if you're the first in your mind. time in the history of the universe that, <laughs> <laughs> that prayers and Catholicism have been referred to like mumbo number it's five. It's true. Imagine you're listening to mumbo number five and it goes a little bit of Rhonda in my life. And you're like, this. This is not fucking right. You know, what happened to Monica, right? But, yeah, so the it, the prayer had changed and I'm like, this is wild. I guess the Catholic Church have realised where they need updating. It's phrasing. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Everything That's else is thing. going fine, yeah. Okay, maybe we should get off the topic of the Catholic Church before yes. we, like, uh, start getting, knocking at the door, pitchforks. Mm. I can't really speak Italian. And yeah. I can stumble through. And I have such a guilt about this. And it's not, it wasn't as a kid a rejection of it, but it was more like, I've got other things to do. Or like, yeah. this is always going to be part of my life. And now I'm kind of like, Duh, Yeah, you kind feel... of take it for granted. Oh, 100%. Because so my mum was quite young. Um, when she moved over here, Slash uh, had me um, just a few years after she'd been here. And so was still learning English. So we grew up learning it. English and Italian. I say Italian, but it's my parents' dialect. Mm -hmm. So it's very kind of um, just specific to their town. Um, There's different, you know, slang, different words they use that don't really even exist anymore. Um, So we're fluent in that dialect. And then going to school to learn proper Italian, it's kind of like, what? I don't know, grammar and shit. Um, So I enjoy like trying to speak it now. And when I went back there, I was there in 2016 for about over a month and um you know I would um yeah yeah practice and talk to everyone in Italian and sometimes I'd talk to someone and um then they'd answer me back in Italian I'm like yeah cool and then sometimes I would talk to someone and they would respond in English and I'm like oh fuck I fucked up (laughs) they know yeah it just takes that bit of concentration and extra well they're probably like why is this person speaking like they've come from a DeLorean from 1982 yeah yeah what is this Italian they're speaking yeah it's like I know that I don't sound, um, you know, proper, but you just force yourself to do it. And that's the only way you kind of learn. And um, my issue is that I don't speak it often, so I don't have a big vocabulary in it. I'd love to expand my vocab. I'd love to do um, stand-up in Italian one day. Oh, my God. I'm, of course, a comedian. I haven't mentioned that yet. (laughs) Yeah, that is uh, what I do, which is very um, Mm. non-traditional. Well, this could be an interesting point to bring up is mm. that kind of your last comedy festival show mm. which was called Glory Box yes. was based around this idea of culture clash and about how you have all these different generations of women in your life living completely different lives yeah. and it kind of did spark this conversation between us um, Yeah, and I guess it's not, not even just like well it's just completely different from me and what has come before me, mm. it's like my nonna's very traditional you know, all of 
everyone before them is quite traditional. My mum still was, but then came here. So she's kind of got that more modern Australian side to her as well. And then I've just come in and just like gone a full, like <laughs> jumped ahead. Like, <laughs> through, so yeah, I'm going to be a comedian and I'm just like not going to get married or whatever. I don't care about having kids and like whatever. Yeah. Just slut you around. You even just saying, <laughs> you saying these words is like blood to, yeah. dribbling down your mum's eyes. There's blood dribbling this. down the Madonna in fucking <laughs> Lourdes or whatever. No. <laughs> the, um, uh, a Padre Pio just spontaneously yeah. oh, combusted. No. <laughs> um, so the reason I called my show Glory Box was I kind of had a little joke about um, the Glory Box tradition, mm-hmm. which is that you have uh, a box that's filled with all these wonderful household items like, um, you know, kitchenware, uh, blankets, nice tablecloths, all these kind of things uh, that you collect over the years. You might get them as gifts. And then when you get married, you can open this box up and you have all these wonderful things to set up the house. Already made home. You and for you and your husband. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a pretty big tradition yeah, in Italy and other cultures as well. Um, did your Did your family do that? Not so hardcore. Not so like hardcore. definitely not with the expectation that it would be for me and my husband. Yep. But my mom is a kitsch queen. Yes. And loves an op shop and like is would definitely buy us things for the future but more as in like oh how could I say no to this kind of like look at this tea set or like yeah so definitely yeah, yeah, more like yeah. this stuff is cool hold on to it yeah um but and then you know that every now like, and then yeah. I'd steal things from the house and hide it away so that yeah. I could and now that I have moved out I do have a few like cheeky things that I've left at home that I would like that maybe one day when I'm an adult and like when you do, have your own place if, yeah if <laughs> Yes. If I ever don't live in a commune, yes. yeah, sure, I will bring out the really nice teacups my mum gave me. Yeah. But, I mean, it was technically a glory cupboard for some glory reason. Cupboard, you know? yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I was, like I said before, I was 26 when I moved out, so that's a lot of stuff to you put in a glory box. You had a lot of Tupperware to bring. <laughs> <laughs> that's important shit. Yeah. I like that. I, we had a sort of similar thing. It's like a very modern reinterpretation of the glory box, which um, initially had started as um, – when a woman would get married to a man, I can't even remember the year. This would be so long ago. Um, it, it, she'd have all these things and that kind of represented her value as Ooh, what she like could bring into. Cool. Yeah, what she could <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> I love like, sexism, <laughs> old school sexism. It's great. It was very of the time. I mean, I come with a goat. Vogue. I come with a chicken. I'm an all-round woman. Mate, I am not goat-worthy. She's <laughs> <laughs> got a few tea towels, oh. a teapot. But yeah, and then it um, slowly became more of a um, practical thing of like, yeah, I I am sort of saving this stuff. For example, in my nonna's time, you know, building up all this stuff. So when we do move out, we have stuff to set up our house. And then it's kind of... um, uh, I'm not sure how much it gets used in Italy nowadays. It might, but some people in Australia still kind of observe it, but... It's more of like, you know, this is cool stuff. That the I glory books? Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, oh, I have wooden knife and fork. 
on my wall. That was something I brought to the house, like one oh. of those big wooden um, knife yeah, and yeah, fork yeah, yeah. pieces. That's cute. That's yeah. kitschy. Yes, yeah, so traditional kitsch, and kitschy. But we bought that years before I moved out because yep. I was like, oh, my, I need these. These, I, I, and <laughs> these, they can't, I need, these are a necessity. It was. Oh, it 100%. Is, it does show how much it has changed because um, in Nonna's day, their glory box would be filled with like, um, like, quilts that they'd made mm. and blankets that they'd crocheted and sewn yeah. and now we're like I need those wooden knives and forks on the- <laughs> yeah everybody I loves Raymond cannot live <laughs> in a house without them but yeah they would make a lot of stuff no I need them- to push my culture onto my housemates because I'm yeah. the only the only Italian I'm the only wog in the house so yeah. I'm really gonna push it hard yeah push we're it. in Coburg I've got to bloody represent yeah you these do these young non-Italians moving into the area that I didn't grow up in. <laughs> um, where did you grow up in? I grew up in Essendon. Uh, Essendon, yeah. cool. Yeah. And I grew up in the country, yeah, Gibson. So it's a bit of a city and country um, divide as mm, well. On top of like the generational the, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's very cool. My mum was like, oh, yeah, start a glory box. You can put, like, uh, stuff you've made in there. <laughs> Quilts and so." Uh, me. <laughs> I can't make a fucking quilt. Like, I can make an Excel spreadsheet. That's about it. Like, I don't, I'm not crafty like that. Well, keep I wish I had learned, yeah, but I wish I had learned how to sew, etc. Mm. you know. There's um, always time. There's always time. I mean, you're still unmarried. You can redeem I'm yourself. I'm still unmarried. You can learn these I skills. I can still build up my worth for a potential partner. Um, I wish I'd picked up more traditional, you know, Antonia skills. You know, mm. pasta making, wine making, tax evasion, that kind of <laughs> the basics, the basics. My nonno used to make wine, make wine. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, I'm not big much of a wine drinker, especially red wine, but I would um, drink it when it was just the crushed grapes. Mm. It was like, delicious. It was like Robina, Robina. But then he'd, he'd always be like, oh, you're going to have some wine when, we, when it's finished and made. I'm like, oh, no, I don't really drink wine, no, no. You must drink. <laughs> you must drink it. Okay, and uh, kicked off my alcoholism <laughs> right there. <laughs> but... Yeah, like I don't know how to sew. I don't know how to grow tomatoes. Mm. I don't know how to grow anything in the garden. Even herbs yeah. die on my balcony. Yeah. Um, you don't, but you don't they, do sauce day. And, well, I want to. I'll be going back to Gippsland. I'm like, Mum, tell me when it is. Mm. Um, and once again, you should come with me. It would be that awesome. Would be pretty did, did your family do tomato day? Okay, this is really funny. And this is going to sound savage. And it is. But this is also maybe like a great way to talk <laughs> this about. This is going to sound like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, because of all the things I've said today, this is not the world. worst thing. Yeah. But like, this is a great reflection of how Italians can be fucking savage to each other yes and how like the, they're most racist to like the oh, northern yes. so, like northerners and southerners there's like so racist clash, to each other yeah. but also like italians just hating everybody at all times right and i remember asking my nonna after watching looking for ella brandy yes classic two two times talking about that today <laughs> after watching looking for ella brandy and being like nonna why don't we have a source day like why yeah. don't why don't we all and my yeah. nonna was like we're not peasants Really? We can make sauce any day of the week. What does that mean? I guess, I guess, <laughs> but you but you can't really make that kind of sauce any day of the week because it's a whole process. I get it. It's like you buy all the tomatoes, um, you, you know, you boil them, you peel them, you squash them in the machine. Um, you yeah, put my them nonna in wasn't the, having a bar of it. 
you put them in the um, uh, long neck beer bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the most important part of it with basil. And then you seal them up airtight. And I guess what she is referring to is perhaps this tradition comes from making the sauce because you make the sauce for the whole year. Oh, totally. So you've got a year's supply of yeah. this sauce and it is that is very fucking cost effective. I just feel like, yeah, it was, I don't even know if we even went through it, right. but it was but definitely the word peasant ah, that resonates with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, savage. Yeah, like, yeah. we're not peasants. I'm like, no, no, you were very poor when you came to Australia. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, you weren't peasants, but also. But now it's probably like, yeah, we don't have to live like that anymore. Yeah, basically. See, my nonna's the opposite. She, We're like, no, no, you can buy new things. You don't have to wear old clothes and old. She's very much like uh, she'll wear good clothes because we dress her in them, but she'll be fine, you know, wearing rags and like, I don't think I need, need new clothes because I'm old and like very, very like um, conserving things mm. and that sort of thing. Um, because that's what was what she was, you know, used to back yeah. home. Yeah, but yeah, I'd love to make is the such sauce. a harsh word. It's so good. It's crazy because like um, you you know you're 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 peeling very hot tomatoes, and it's like oh, 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 oh this is really hot. And then meanwhile, Nonna's just like doing it with ease mm-hmm. and just like just dipping her hand into like boiling water <laughs> and just like that is manual labor. <laughs> Mine have not seen one day of it, so I'm like, I'm actually kind of scared. Like tomato, ow! It's so sweet that you invited me, but I'm also like, no. (laughs) Why not? You have to come. Because they'll murder me. They'll take one look at me and they'll be like, oh. They would love anyone to come and do it. It would be awesome. But I do wish I'd picked up on more um, traditional, you know, Italian skills. I don't have any, yeah, no. You might, I mean, you were really harsh, but also on yourself. But Every time I come to your house, you feed me. And every time I come to your house, you offer me coffee. And there's, like, never – like, I, I mean, actually, you came to my house the other day and I gave you dinner. Like, I yeah. think there's some things that we can joke about and be like, lol, I don't know how to make a yeah. good sugar like my nonna but did. We but have, we always feed each other. Yes, we have picked up force-feeding visitors. <laughs> we definitely have picked that up. My gosh, when I was in Italy with family and the, it was relentless. Mm-hmm. It was relentless. If you left house without breakfast, it was a it was a disaster. Um, one time, I remember I was staying with um, my mum's cousin, and um, like the whole time I was there. And one day, because I would go um, visiting different people, my mum has many cousins there and many aunts and uncles. Um, so someone different's house for dinner every single night. Totally beautiful. The dream, right? But because I was staying with mum's cousin, one day um, I'd had lunch. And then um, I was going to go to someone's dinner, someone's house for dinner that night, but I hadn't eaten anything between lunch and dinner. Devastating. And she's like, "Oh no, <laughs> you haven't had anything. Are you going to be okay? <laughs> Are you going to pass out? Do you need a glass of water between lunch and dinner? It, oh, yeah. They do. I think." Also because because you're a guest. Yeah, 100%. So when they're making you dinner, they're not making just like, oh, we'll just have, you know, a pasta dish or whatever. Mm. They're making a first, a second, a, you know, a tra- quite a traditional from, from where we're from yeah. anyway. It's you'll have pasta as a first dish. Yes. It's not your main Oh, meal. no way. It's like no your way. starter. Yeah. Not like a meagre 
bowl of pasta. You'll have a bowl of pasta and then seconds, they usually have um, some salads, meats, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, fruit. We always have a lot of fruit. Uh, Mate, you missed the most important and my favourite part. After meat and salad, like pretty standard meal, mozzarella and tomatoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's beautiful. Just like our family coming out with, like, a hunk of mozzarella, like, the size of my head. I feel like that's my favourite salad, like a compressed <laughs> yeah. salad. Oh, my gosh, my mum's cousin's like that. Mm. She'll go out and they'll, they'll when they're in Italy, they'll go out for dinner and they'll all go to a pizza place and they'll eat pizza. But, my like, my mum's cousin, Eleanor, will be like, oh, no, 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 I can only have a salad tonight. And then we'll order a buffalo mozzarella <laughs> covered in olive it's oil amazing. and salt and pepper. And it's like, you go, girl. Like, you're living your best life. I should also mention, too, like, uh, Italians, like, now they can be quite very meat centric. Like my parents yeah. make their own sausages and that sort of thing. We're both vegetarians. Right? Devastating. Oh my gosh. So uh, someone made a joke the other day about how vegans are vegetarians. Like you always know because they'll tell you. Like that all like. Yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh, and I, <laughs> this woman, I looked right into her eyes. I'm like, I'm Italian. This shit is a fucking secret. Yeah, so exactly. Like, how dare exactly. you loop me in with all those yuppies yeah. telling everybody about Trying their eating to habits? Conceal it. It took, I swear, yeah. I'm not even joking, it was an entire year of me avoiding family functions or like pre I'm not avoiding that's harsh like pre-eating and avoiding food at family functions um and or like eating around things or like taking something and giving it to other people later before someone actually caught me out. Yeah, and right. And like, oh. My mum was pretty good about it. <laughs> I was just like, the truth. I don't want to eat meat anymore. She'd just make veggie stuff for me. But my nonnas don't understand it. Like, they yeah. probably don't even know what vegetarian it is. They, they say the, that disease I have. Like, they don't get <laughs> that it's like a lifestyle choice <laughs> thing. But um, when we have Christmas lunch, we usually have a lasagna. So Nonna will make a meat lasagna for the family and then a vegetarian one for me. But the vegetarian one will be like the same size tray yeah, as the one for yeah. the whole family. Mate, not messing around. There is so much food. You're going to think this is really cute and yeah. sad. My very first year as a vegetarian at Christmas, I decided at the start of December to stop eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Christmas Day, I had a little bit of wine and ate lasagna, <laughs> right? But no big deal because I didn't realise until the next day that I had done something wrong. I was I was at work and this chick who's also Italian was like, yeah. oh, first lasagna-free Christmas. It was devastating. And I, it only just occurred to me then, yeah, like 24 hours later, yeah. that I'd even done anything wrong. And now, yeah. yeah, what is Christmas? What is an event? I've definitely heard the phrase, it's not a wedding if you didn't have a lasagna. Really? Yeah. 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 Which is fair. Um, I'm with that. It was even harder going back to Italy um, to that small town, going to everyone's oh, yeah. house for dinner mm. and having to bring up, uh, by the way, just so you know, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat any meat or fish. Um, I even ha- had this one old auntie. She was like, oh, but you have prosciutto, yeah? <laughs> that is very much from an that's very much a dead animal yeah 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 also it's very (laughs) much like uh, my big fat greek wedding i think people often think that that's just like so over the top no way when she makes the lamb joke like no worries i'll make lamb like my zia makes that joke every (laughs) single time i go to a family function and she's a modern woman she actually understands it but she just thinks it's hilarious yeah and will continually tell and i'm i'm on board it's It's because they yeah they don't they think oh that's not meat so yeah quite often in comedy you'll have to exaggerate but sometimes it's just 
just it's right on the yeah, money. word for word. Um, mm. Speaking of putting on weight in Italy, I mm-hmm. was in Italy with my family. We went and we travelled around for three weeks. And I am, you know, I don't really fluctuate in weight. I'm basically the same size I was when I was 12 years old. Yep. I'm proud of that fact. Yep. I'm a prepubescent boy. Um, and I put on five kilos in three weeks. Wow. That's, that's just insane. Wow. And that was just because of, yeah, every day eating how many meals and being, yeah. like, shuttled around. Like, oh, you've got to go see Zia Rebecca. Oh, yeah. my God. And you've got to run around. And, like, oh, my God, so much food. So, yeah, five the, kilos in three weeks. It's the anti-biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest... I don't know. <laughs> Biggest big uh, fatty walk. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, you do, you put on weight. I put on weight when I got back, as my mum alerted me oh, to. The fact. <laughs> That's the thing. They'll feed you and feed you and feed you, but they are not afraid no to tell you when you've put on weight 100%. or when you're too skinny, you know. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's wild. They don't, um, yeah, they're not afraid of talking about your body's. And, um, yeah, your looks and that sort of thing. Oh, fun. Speaking of bodies and looks and awkward interactions at my sister's wedding, I would say I'm maybe an alternative-looking person. You know, I've got tattoos. Big fat Italian wedding, was it? It wasn't, actually. That was not, surprisingly, it wasn't a big deal. My family understood that it wasn't going to be a big wedding. It was very small. It was actually just our extended family. So there were 60 of us and a couple of family friends, but it was very low-key. It was my sister's wedding. And, you know, I've got short hair and I kind of dress kind of colourfully and loud, but I had my... Tattoos. Tattoos. (laughs) I had one... Actually, my nonna would die. Yeah, I know. That's exactly right. Like, I have to, like, cover up going to Gippsland. (laughs) Um, I had... I greeted my Zia and she came up to me and she was like, oh. You look so feminine. Oh. And I was like, fuck me. What do I usually look like? And then I was like, lol. I told a few people, had a glass of wine, kept thinking it was like the joke of the night. And then my other aunt came up to me. Not Italian, by the way, but obviously just been ingrained in this family for so long. Goes, so nice to see you looking so conservative. And I was like, what is going on, guys? I thought I looked. I mean, I did look great, but conservative and yeah, feminine. But you look usually out, guys. great as well. I even know. When you, with your like shaved head and whatever you're doing, I always love what you're wearing. Oh, but that is. That I is did us. go to Italy yeah. with an undercut. I oh, had a, really? a tuft of blonde hair and an undercut. It was very like Miley Cyrus. 2013. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. didn't do it before Miley, but that was the era. Yeah. Um, and I was walking down the street with my brother in just outside of Rome, and we were going to catch a bus. And I had spent the whole trip just having like people stare at me and like nonny giving me glares and stuff. And I was like, whatever, Ugh, I'm so over it. But these two nonny were walking towards us and kind of glaring at me really intently. And I just was so fucking over it. And I went, what? And then Simon looked at me and he's like, Molly's, your shirt's unbuttoned. Oh, and my, no. my shirt was unbuttoned, like, down your to my my belly button. I was wearing a bra for once. But the Madonna yeah. weeps again. <laughs> and then I was like, Tears oh, cool. Blood. It wasn't my haircut this time. It was just, right. like, being a pure putana. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just blowing someone in the street? <laughs> what the hell? Get away with your Italian puritanical <laughs> Roman <laughs> Catholic culture. Can't a girl give a gobby in the streets these um, days? Shit. I do remember one of my great aunts uh, in my Italian, in my parents' town in Spinetta telling me when she was there, when when I was there, sorry, um, about the first time she went into town wearing pants. Whoa. Yeah. 
She got so, so many. I shouldn't even laugh at that. That's such yeah. a sad phrase. No, and it's it so is. crazy. She'd be in her seventies, but yeah, the first time she went into town wearing pants, and the people were they tomatoes talking at her? about. No, but it, it was it was a huge discussion. Scandalous. This woman wearing pants. So it's amazing what we wear now yeah. versus um, yeah, not being able to wear pants into town. Holy now you're walking around town with your tits out. <laughs> And getting angry that I'm being stared at. Yes. Okay. Well, that is an awesome place to wrap up our very first episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back um, with future episodes and a lot of guests from all different uh, types of backgrounds. We have started this and have spoken about um, our, you know, cultural background in this episode, but we really began this podcast to learn about are people from different cultures to us and see what is similar and what is different. Yes, and as my mum and my aunt said as they walked out of Crazy Rich Asians, God, we're all the same, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yeah. She just went, oh, it's all the same. It's true. There's so many uh, unifying things about the migrant experience. There's so many um, different things depending on um, the country, the town, um, the family you come from, mm. and even the individual. So we're going to hear a lot of individual stories, but then there's also a lot of stuff that um, we can relate to. Super so, exciting. Yeah. Yay. We'll um, see you next time. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. <laughs> Ciao to all our bellissimo listeners. Thanks for listening to Who the Bloody Hell Are We? If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Audio production and original music is by Andre Christodoulou. Search for us on Facebook for more information about our guests, fun content and to keep the conversation going.